Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about uh, positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we'll continue our discussion of uh, basic ideas that have been covered one way or another in the uh, previous 50 podcasts, but uh, with a different perspective than uh, you might have heard originally. For example, the first uh, thought I'll address is that we are all thought forms, and although I've touched on that. I haven't touched on it in quite the same way as I will now. So when I say that we're all thought forms, certainly this seems to go against common sense. How can you have a physical body and be, quote, just a thought form? Well, first thing you need to realize is thoughts are real, and they have eternal existence apart from anything that's physical. Go back to your idea of God, whatever it is, and however well or poorly defined it is. In the, quote, mind of God, all of us are thought forms. We might be, as I say and have said, we might be 50 or 500 million levels down from God, who created beings, who then created more beings, and so on. How did each being start? as a thought form. But these thought forms develop their own personality and go about their own development, making decisions and choices and using their own free will to create whatever type of experience they wish. We are thought forms of our big self and we grow independently, making our own choices. But remember, As thought forms of the big self, we are the big self. Now, our basic reality is that of spirit. But when we participate in the low-frequency world of matter, in order to play the earth game, the human time-space illusion game, we agree, along with everyone else playing the game, that we all have solid bodies, and objects are real and solid. Now, once we're out of this perspective, uh, out of this earth game, by way of what we call death, or an out-of-body experience, in that case, we realize that we can easily pass through these supposedly solid objects and bodies. So the bodies are temporary, and the eternal existence is that of us independently developed thought forms, whose basic reality is in spirit form, not physical. We're all living from the inside out, creating the reality we know with our thoughts, our beliefs, and our emotions. And what is our most intimate creation? Why, our bodies, of course. We're constantly creating it in whatever form it is. Using it as our base of operations, We create what we experience through the five senses while we're in the body. Now, most of us today don't realize that we do, of course, 
But as people gradually come to realize this during the coming century, physical life on Earth is going to be a whole lot more enjoyable and exciting for millions of us. Now, these thoughts <laughs> that I've just shared are very well explained in my two favorite Seth books by Jane Roberts, Seth Speaks and the Nature of Personal Reality. Uh, they're also covered in the two volumes of The Unknown Reality. All right, so let me switch now from the idea that we're all thought forms uh, to go back again to 2075 and preparing for it. Now here I'll repeat some uh, of the ideas that I've expressed recently, but also some new aspects and some new perspectives um, on preparing for 2075. Now, mindful of uh, what I've said about Seth predicting that Saul, who became Paul, would be coming back in 2075 to finish off and correct what he started when he founded what is now the Catholic Church, I have, as you know, done a lot of thinking about what it will be like to live knowing that we're not in prison in our bodies and can travel where we like with our consciousness. Now, I'll review about uh, the industries and what might happen to them. That's sure not going to help the travel industry much. Wherever you might want to go, why pay all that money and go through all the aggravation of travel when you can just go there with your consciousness and enjoy it free of charge? Or maybe not. People might still want to go places in their physical bodies and experience other parts of planet Earth while focused mainly in the physical body. Interesting to think about um, which uh, of those two courses we'll pursue, and we might be pursuing both of them. We're still individuals. Now, how about privacy? <laughs> privacy. If we think that, <clears throat> that uh, privacy is a content contentious issue right now, uh, with the uh, government big brother spying on so many of us, how about living when you know that any of your neighbors might be out traveling with their consciousness in the neighborhood? Now, Bob Monroe did when he first started going out of body, but he soon got interested in much more dramatic travels where he roamed widely through different types of realities and learned a lot that he would otherwise never have learned. This promises to be a sticky issue, though. And how about Putin, the leader of Russia right now, invading Ukraine? How about him having his secret meetings with his key people? Will he have other consciousnesses guarding the room so no floating consciousnesses from the U.S. can listen in? Of course, it wouldn't be Putin, but one of his successors. On the other hand, if we all come to realize we're eternal spirits playing a temporary role as a human on Earth, and if we come to realize that time is just an adopted framework that we all agreed on, and all the roles we're playing occur at once, why would Putin bother? Or his successor? Why would he bother to be a dictator at all? Wouldn't he instead gain a greater respect for all other humans, since he'd know that all of them are eternal spirits just playing a role, however high and mighty or humble and lowly? Now, how about those uh, Muslim Islamists? Now, I'm not talking about your average really good Muslim, but there are a, a, a branch of the Muslims, the political Islam, and these are the terrorist people who were responsible for 9-11. Uh, 
and how about those Muslims who stone women for getting raped or marrying a Christian? Now, they're a minority of uh, the Muslims, but they do exist, and they exist today. Now, if those Muslims understood that they come into earth sometimes as males and sometimes as females, sometimes as Christians and sometimes perhaps as Jews, what does that do to their fervor for killing as many Christians and Jews as they can as their holy books have instructed them to do? And what of our striving for material gain, for better houses and food and vacation places? That might remain strong despite our increased awareness because people will still want the best possible experience for themselves in the physical body. Whatever, <clears throat> whether, whatever they might do outside of it, they still want the best experience inside of it. Right? So I could be wrong here. Um, but some people called breatharians have already learned how to sustain themselves by tapping into the energy that's all around us so they don't need to eat. Will we all be doing that? I personally hope not. Now, how about power? Look at any dictator, religious leader, and most of the politicians. They want power over others, and they want to use it. They want to tell the rest of us how to live and behave. Now, we've seen that most uh, recently during the uh, so-called COVID pandemic. <clears throat> so they want power over any earthly possessions that we gather so they can distribute them as they please to whoever they consider most deserving. And that's the socialists and the communists. Uh, however, they consider themselves the most deserving. Not only do they want the power, they also assume the power to use government agencies to punish those who disagree with them. And we've seen that in uh, recent years, especially most recently in the FBI, uh, where they attempted to punish parents who argued against school boards sexualizing little children. Now the problem is we're still humans with our tendency to get corrupted when we have a lot of power. Look at some of our biggest cities on the verge of bankruptcy and, of course, filled with crime. Some people think I'm a relatively trustworthy guy, but would they really want me in charge of deciding whether they get to keep any of their earthly possessions? Would they sleep peacefully at night assuming I won't find someone tomorrow more deserving of their money and their possessions? Well, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe we'll all realize that chasing after money and material things is silly when we know that the true underlying reality is one of thoughts and emotions. And objects are just exterior symbols of our inner thoughts and emotions. And we can change what we materialize by our choices as to what we focus on. That was dramatically uh, demonstrated in the book uh, Into the Magic Shop uh, by a uh, brain surgeon who... Uh, <clears throat> who became, kind of changed his values and changed his ways. I highly recommend that book, Into the Magic Shop. Now, of course, what happens in one probability won't necessarily happen in another. So we're going to have variations on whatever reality we experience. We'll likely be aware of other probable realities by then. So we'll be able to experience the results of all the different paths we take. 
Now, that gets very complex when you think about all this in detail. It makes me wonder what we can do to get ready for it. 2075 isn't all that far away. Our children and grandchildren will experience it in the body. And for those of us who will die, we know there's no death of the spirit, and, and we're, we're spirits. But for those of us who will die in the next 20 years, we might well be reincarnated by then. As much as I'd like to prepare for how we'll live then, I can't think of much to do right now except to spread these ideas that I found out about, <clears throat> which sound ideas which sound so strange to people now. And perhaps uh, <clears throat> maybe we could also learn how to project our consciousness out of our bodies, which a lot of people already do. And I suppose we could all start looking at each person as an eternal spirit who deserves our respect on the spirit level, regardless of how humble their position in life, or how much of a jerk we judge them to be at the focused personality level that we now consider their identity. Maybe we'll take into consideration that this is only a fumbling focused personality that has totally lost its bearings and gotten so completely immersed in the physical time-space illusion that it has forgotten its larger spiritual nature and so needs our sympathy and our support at the spirit level to get back on track, even though we may have actually no use for them at the, the focus personality level. All right, now, <clears throat> I guess uh, that brings me uh, to the subject of uh, an upcoming episode. Uh, <clears throat> no matter how evil you are from my perspective, and you can put Putin and Stalin and Ayatollah Khomeini in that group, right? No matter how evil you are from my perspective, you are indeed here for me to, quote, love you in that sense. I can conceptualize it easy, easily enough that uh, there's a spirit that is, is controlling this body and the spirit itself is worthy of love and, and, and is good. But I don't know if I'd have, I don't think I have what it takes to live that. I know I have it at my big self level, but at the level of my focus personality, even knowing what I know, I'm not so sure. Watching Saddam Hussein put my family in a wood chipper, or watching an African terrorist make a mother choose which child is to be killed or tortured, I think it would be awfully difficult to keep my focus on their big self. I'd really have to work hard to convince myself this is really all an illusion we've collectively agreed upon to mutually create when we take on the root assumptions of a world where we as spirits enter physical bodies and play the game that we're playing. It's not an easy game to play for many of the participants, is it? Even if we know each person's big self chose it ahead of time. I think my feelings might have me blasting the bad guys to bits if I could. So much for my being developed enough to leave the reincarnational cycle and go on to better things. Thank goodness uh, there are a lot of people com who, compared to me, are a lot more advanced and more developed spirits that are around us all the time helping to guide us. 
the most uh, dramatic example of one of these more developed spirits that I can think of uh, is a woman that I read about this past year uh, who, when she was a young mother with the kids, was uh, taken away from her family and convicted of a crime. I think it was murder. I don't know what the crime that she was accused of, but she didn't commit it. But uh, the guards abused her, and uh, she had a horrible, horrible time and, and spent a great uh, deal of her life in prison. And the way that, uh, one of the ways that she survived was through forgiveness. She came to the con conclusion that, look, all these people that framed her and people that uh, beat her and mistreated her and the judges who weren't kind, they were all spirits on their journey and she was a spirit on her journey. And they happened to in intersect in this unfortunate way, but uh, she simply forgave them all. Well, that's uh, difficult to do, but she did it. So I guess I and maybe a lot of you and others, uh, we still have a long way to go because my personal reaction to a lot of uh, the people who are doing bad things um, on this earth right now, uh, it's not immediately that I would... Uh, forgive them as she did. All right, well, uh, that concludes uh, today's session, and in the next session, I'll continue with some more repetition of uh, basic ideas, but with perhaps a different perspective. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead. <laughs>